that's not two weeks, is it? Oh, that's two weeks? Brutal. Mm. I thought that was one week. Mm. Hey. Hachi machi. Yeah, my two-week total is my normal fucking one week. Uh, I like getting paid weekly. Just Me too. That. Yeah, I fucking wish I did. It's the only job I've ever had that pays weekly. Can you get... This is the only job I've ever had that hasn't. Wow. Really? Walser is the first job that ever paid me weekly. Yep, yep. Always got paid bi-weekly. Yep. I've always got or paid worse, weekly. twice monthly. Mm. And then you get those weird five. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I remember those. Can you get imagine getting paid monthly? Fuck that. Ugh. Dude. No. Unless you're going to pay me yearly so I can just like pay my rent up front, <laughs> my car, all that shit up front, yeah. and then just figure out how to struggle for the I rest f- of the I year. I feel like the, the uh, managers, the salary people get paid monthly or bi-weekly at it's, work it's bi-monthly bi-monthly yeah, like okay. yeah it's the the first and the 15th or whatever mm, okay i guess you're getting paid more i guess it wouldn't be that bad of a deal but oh. i don't know i kind of like every week i like weekly oh, it yeah. makes things easy the fucking way to yeah, go yeah it does it really makes budgeting easy yes it does and surprisingly they have a decent like payroll department that like you work a week you get paid for that week mm-hmm. you know but of course they're trying to screw everybody i'm like I, I've even brought it up to my boss. Like, hey man, can we just get paid weekly? He's like, well, then we'd have to do payroll every week. I'm like, it's five people. <laughs> Listen, that's <laughs> a that, lot of Microsoft it, Excel. Is that how big the? It's a five man crew, and he I mean, can't pay you every week. It's me, Jose, Matt, Christian, and Alonzo. Okay, so he, I see he just doesn't work- want to do it. Simple no. as that. Yeah. We, bigger pressing issue. I see you're working for a sexist organization. There's mm. not a single lady on the crew. Mm. Hey man, I'm, I'm not in charge of hiring. Okay. Listen, you bring that discrimination. up discrimination. You bring that up with the boss, man. <laughs> and he's not going to go for it, probably. Yeah, probably not. That was mm. a great shot because of discrimination. <laughs> That's uh, from NHL 2010 through 2017. Okay. He actually says that was a great shot because of anticipation. Dis- mm, okay. And also, he says, when the puck goes out of play, they didn't replace the soundbite for seven fucking years. He would say, that one's out of play and going home with a young lady from Shawinigan. Uh, what? Uh, Shawinigan? <laughs> Shawinigan. What the hell is that? It's a town. Okay. In Canada, I think. (laughs) I think. That that might be where Scott Mellenby is from. Oh, he might be from Shawinigan. Because let me tell you, I have have never heard a thicker Canadian accent Mm. in my life. Mm. We were discussing this before that, like, every single player in the NHL just, like, has this random, weird yeah. Canadian accent. And like, it's just a player. hockey accent, man. Yeah. They all just, just, it's a bastardization of, like, Canada and oh, yeah. white trash. Do you like, think like, crime in sports could cover this guy he's talking about, or is he, like, no, a good God, guy? No, he's, he's, a good guy. he's not a criminal. He's not a fucking He's douche. a family man. Mm-hmm. Was it just me or last week's, that basketball player, he did, like, one thing wrong, and, like, he wasn't as bad as, like, who they usually talk yeah. about. It was like, man. He's very he, mild. He was just kind of a dickhead. Yeah. And what, he got paid a shitload. Was he a good player? It seemed like it. He who was it? What's his name? Greg Robinson? 
something like that. Or Gary Robinson, or he uh, he earned like eighty million over his yeah. career. So his his rookie contract was what ten years, eighty six million mm-hmm. or something like that. Hey, that ain't bad. <laughs> he did get dropped from that one though, I think, and lost a bunch of money. It for... was guaranteed money. No, it wasn't. Yes, was it? it was guaranteed oh, money. Oh, oh, oh. I think it's oh. the NBA and the MLB. All of their contracts are guaranteed money. Well, Not rookie though. Development contracts do. No, I, I think it, I don't think it matters. The Whatever they the, sign you for, you fucking get paid, dude. The NFL starting to give those out to rookies. You can yeah. thank Kirk Cousins for that. Uh actually, it was um, uh, the Bosa who plays for the Chargers who started that. I believe is it Joey Bosa? Yeah, because remember, do you remember when he first got drafted? He held out for like. The, almost up to the first game, he went sign the contract until they gave him like the guaranteed money. I wow. think Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold have guaranteed money. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, they just gave Baker guaranteed money. Well, I don't know. I'm starting to like back off on him a little bit. He's I'm not Baker? played yeah, good. Yeah. He's uh, not played good. From what I've seen, his O line's not helping him. I know, but he's supposed to be like like. Think of Deshaun Watson, right? Sure. I thought he, fuck. I thought he was going to be a bust because so he was just like one of those plug and play guys for like Clemson, and he has the shittiest <laughs> offensive line in the history. And these makes plays. people, yep. he's just good. You got to be able to make plays. Yeah, it's, uh, the good ones doesn't matter how bad their offensive line is. I mean, just... I, I'm glad I have Deshaun Watson on one of my fantasy teams. Mm. You know what's funny? I had bye week hell last week. Like half my players are. On a bye week, and I, uh, I still won. Cleaned so, up anyway. Yeah. I lost both of mine last week. Mm. No, it was my, my, uh, our old friend Latavius Murray. Ah. He's on the waiver wires. I picked him up. Alvin Kamara was out. You know, the old L train. Oh, yeah. 30 points, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not the fastest uh, cat. He's lost but... a step or two as well. <laughs> yeah. He never had a step to lose, <laughs> no. but he's lost this. But See, he can get in there. What sucks is last week I had Matt Ryan starting. Negative mm. 2.44 points. Well, that's because his ankle busted off. Uh, yep. He's ankleless right now. Yeah. And I, you no know, I, I'm not a Vikings fan, but I was going off the hot streak and just grabbed Kirk Cousins. Mm. He had a great game last night. Yeah, not fantasy-wise. Not fantasy-wise. Yeah. He had good yards. 23 he, for 26. Was, Two of those were throwaways. They Yeah, uh, but you know who had a perfect passer rating last week? Who? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, for the first time in like... 153.8. Highest passer rating in the league right now? No. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying Aaron Rodgers last week, perfect rating. You know what? For I'm the not first time ever. Look, no, I'm, he's had it before. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, for the first time in a long time. Obviously, uh, there's things that I'm not too worried about is because all the other efficient games it's are at home. Stat. So, no, I'm saying for the Vikings, yeah. all the other division games are you at ready home. Ready for this stat? So the Vikings have not trailed at home this season. Yeah. You ready for this stat too? First time in 50 years the Vikings won an entire game without a punt. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Last night. Wow. Okay. I was at the game. It you know was great. what? I yeah, was... but they decided to go for it on fourth and one from their own thirty-five. They had their one foot. They're ahead. They had their foot on the throat the whole time. <laughs> there was never like a question. No. You still don't do that. There's no reason not to take a fucking chance. Guess what? If they convert it, then all of a sudden everyone's a genius. Yeah. And then they that... got it back three plays later. It, it, 
I think it was literally the next play. They got it back the next play. <laughs> because, uh, what's his name? Haskins threw an interception yeah. the next fucking yeah. play. Haskins. Poor bastard. Well, what a terrible way to, like, get... Here's your first few reps, kid. Enemy territory on, like, a primetime game. I don't... Well, like, Case Keenum, he went out at halftime, right? And yeah. I was like... What happened to him? Concussion like, protocol. Yep. It looked like he barely tapped his head, but apparently those are the ones that usually yeah. actually get mm-hmm. you. It's the ones that killed Dale Dernhart. The little, the, the little concussion. Barely looked bad, his yeah. crash, and he's yeah. fucking dead. I guess. Then you get the too. dudes that roll over 90 times and are on <laughs> fire, and they're like, I got a bruise on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you just got to bump your head just right. Yep. Oof. And then your noodle just says, that's yeah. enough. Can you imagine just you just fall over one day and hit your head and you're just dead? Yeah. Like you just you trip on a banana peel and you just yeah. hit your head and you're done. You're dead. Yeah, I can't tell a story <laughs> that I want to because it's great, but it involves banana peels? No, it okay. involves aneurysms. Ah, <laughs> it's fucking awful. Okay. But All right. anyway. Yeah, hello everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Halloween Minisode number four. In case you're just tuning in, we are the Bubble Butt Podcast. We're doing a little uh, five-day stretch of episodes mm. that is going to lead up to our Patreon launch on Halloween. Yeah. That is 1031 if you're stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, until then, this is, you know what? This is our creme de la creme. This mm. is fucking Friday. This is Halloween night, baby. Oh, yeah. Damn right. This well, is Halloween fucking night right here, I boys. think we're relying on the fact that people are going to be coming home from the Halloween parties probably feeling really good. Yeah, they're going to feel all generous from giving out candy, horny. and then they're going to be, yeah, horny, everything. They're going to be like, well, you know what? I love these Bumblebug guys. Let's, here we go. Let's type in the old PayPal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, or fuck it. Patreon. Fuck it. I won't play bingo this week. I'll just yeah. give them some money. Yeah, and if you heard the Nima episode, mm. you know you don't want to play bingo, no. or you'll shove babies in refrigerators. Especially uh-huh. if there's anybody named Jackie there, get yeah. the fuck out of yeah. there Any French name at all. Yeah, get out <laughs> of there. Shit right out of there. He need like, thin mustache with a curling. Get out of there yeah, immediately. That's it. If they smell like croissant, <laughs> it's time to say, go. If you see croissant dust anywhere, mm-hmm. leave immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, we are the Bubba Bubba Podcast. My name is Adam. Sitting across we from me. We already did this part. Did I? Yes. No, we did not. No, not he, on this episode, you fucking us. dickhead. I thought we did for this <laughs> one. No. We are the Bubba Bubba Podcast. My name is Adam. Sitting across from me is Cody. Hello, Cody. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you? I feel like we've done this a few times. We have. Four. But I'm um, still doing good. We're still, still holding strong. We're still holding strong. We're still I think, rolling. I think this might be our record amount of time for recording. It's certainly the record amount of time for most files. <laughs> yes, it is. In one night. Hopefully, most recording yeah. files. Hopefully that computer holds up because it's about 12 years old. Dude, recording. she's doing well. She it's is. not making any noises. It's not chugging. <laughs> It has a singular purpose, and that is to record audio. That's your only right. job. It's doing all right. <laughs> it's pretty beautiful. Uh, all right, so let's hop right into Minisode number five. This I'm is doing good, thank you. Fucking Friday. Also sitting across from me is Jordan. You know what? No, let's just go in the episode, Adam. Also sitting across from me is <laughs> Jordan, you. who didn't, Fuck you. who thought I already did this. So then and I subconsciously skip this fucking ass. Now his ass is No, let's chapped. just go let's just do the episode. He's going to need some Burt's bees for that chap bunghole of his. <laughs> In late October 1979, while the police were all tied up with the Hillside Strangler, two other barbaric killers had teamed up to fulfill a fantasy they cooked up in prison together. 
to kidnap, rape, torture, and kill a girl for each teenage year. For two months, the duo hunted roads and beaches looking for victims who matched their demented fantasy. They almost met their goal, killing five young girls aged 13 to 18. Okay, so that's how that works. I thought it was like, oh, we were in jail for 17 years, so we have to kill 17. Ah, a year for each jailed time. (laughs) But now I got it. Mm -hmm. Lawrence Sigmund Bitteker was born in Pittsburgh, PA, on September 27, 1940, as an unwanted child of a couple who decided not to have children. So he just must have snuck one past the goalie there, huh? Mm. He said he he said he he pulled out in time. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, I swear I pulled out in time. Uh, that thing was shooting when you got out of there, Georgie. <laughs> he was placed in an orphanage and adopted by Mr. and Mrs. George Bitteker as an infant. Mr. George worked in the aviation industry and the family was always on the move around the US. Mm. Uh quick note here, I want to ask you guys if you know. So I started watching the X Files from the very beginning. Awesome. Okay, so I'm I'm very confused because they're FBI agents investigating a Air Force, a uh, some secret shit they were doing. Are they not allowed to investigate? Is the FBI not allowed to investigate military operations? Do you I know? Think they can. I, I think w- they I can. I would assume they can, right? I mean, I don't know. In the show, they're not allowed to, but... I mean, in the show, they're also, like, a, a shitty division. <laughs> Isn't it kind of like a, the X-Files is, like, not... They don't really... They're not really taken seriously by the other agents. Do they exist, though? Who, the X-Files? Yeah. I mean, no. Well, there, there has to be a weird division yeah, buried yeah. in there. I want to yeah. be that guy. You want to be Mulder? I want to be, like, in the weird division. Yeah, you do. Like, I want to look at weird shit. You are like a that. weird division. I am a weird division. Bitteker started his criminal career when he was 12, or at least that's when he was picked up the first time. Mm. Shoplifting and petty theft were his major game, which brought the attention of juvenile authorities. He stole too many candy bars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Of course, Bitteker would blame lack of love from his parents for his assholish behavior. Well, I mean, they adopted him. They don't sound that bad. Yeah. Are they bad? I mean, it, it doesn't really say mm. anywhere, but no, for the most part. It just I, seems like they moved around a lot. I assume you can be just naturally, you know, predisposed. Yeah, just yeah. to be a fucking prick, yeah. so. Well, he was born out of hatred. Mm. His real parents hated the fuck out of him. That's true. Bitteker was reported to have an IQ of 138, and he considered school to be tedious, so he dropped out in 1957. Mm. Within a year of dropping out, he had been arrested for car theft, a hit-and-run, and evading arrest. So he's Pretty, a badass. Yeah, he's a little James <laughs> Dean boy. Did he <laughs> Did he do a hit-and-run? Yeah, he, he Simpsons hit-and-run. Did he James <laughs> Dean? Oh, no, I'm just saying a bad boy. Oh, know. okay. A rebel without a cop. Yeah. <laughs> For these crimes, he was imprisoned at the California Youth Authority, where he remained until he was 18 years old. I have old. a feeling that probably would fuck him up. You think so? You think <laughs> just, he might have learned some yeah, fucked up shit from yeah, fucked up I, kids? <laughs> just, yeah. he, hearing all the true crime stories, that usually never goes well. No, yeah. don't put the kids with other criminal kids. And I think when they use authority, youth authority, that's like a religious thing hiding under that uh, banner, isn't it? Oh, so there's no. even more shit going on. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. what A that nice means Christian like for profit prison. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that means. Upon release, Bitteker discovered his adoptive parents had disowned him and bailed to another state. He would never see them again. This is all right. So maybe they're not good people. Well, no, he was a prick, though. Uh, this is just like uh, Son of Sam. What the hell's his name? 
Berkowitz. Um, yeah, oh, David yeah. Berkowitz. That kind of happened to him too, right? Yeah. So. Roy Lewis Norris was born in Greeley, Colorado on February 5th, 1948. Conceived out of wedlock, his parents shotgun married to avoid the social stigma <laughs> surrounding illegitimate birth at the time. Mm. Do you think in this time they still actually carried a shotgun in the weddings? I oh, hope maybe. so. Maybe. I feel like the South, they still actually like hold a shotgun at them while they're getting married, don't they? Or is that? I, I don't thought know, I've heard Cody. that before. Man, I, I don't, don't. I thought I've heard that before. Maybe that's an Iowa thing. It we're, could be. We're not in the South, so. Yeah, mm. I've only ever lived in the <laughs> Union, my friend. Iowa, we prefer a 410, so just uh, letting just you know. Just a little one? Yeah, just a little God, one. God, that's rude. <laughs> at least hit me with a 12. Iowa's <laughs> full of triple Bs. Ugh. <laughs> His father worked in a scrapyard, and his mother seemed to be a junkie housewife. Hmm. Occasionally, he lived with his parents throughout his childhood. More often than not, he was placed in the care of foster families all around Colorado. That's not good. Norris's childhood memories are not happy. A lot of them consist of being wrongfully accused of shit and beaten for it while living at home, and neglected and hungry while living with many of the foster families. He also claims he was sexually abused in the care of a Hispanic family, Later stating his racism towards Hispanic people originates from the neglect and abuse he endured while placed in their care. Mm. While visiting a female relative in her early 20s while he was 16, he began speaking to her in a sexually suggestive manner. She ordered him to leave the house and informed Norris's father, who threatened to beat him. Yeah, that seems about right. Instead, Norris stole his father's car, drove to the mountains, and tried to inject pure air into his artery. Wow. Okay. That would kill you. (laughs) He was apprehended as a runaway and returned to his parents, where his parents informed him that he and his younger sister were unwanted children and that they intend to divorce once they both reach adolescence. A year later, Norris dropped out of school and joined the Navy. He was stationed in San Diego in 1965 and was deployed to Vietnam in 1969, although he didn't see active combat during his tour. While stationed in Nam, he experimented with heroin and marijuana, becoming a heavy user of pot. He was honorably discharged after one tour of duty. Because of the pot? No, just, uh, <laughs> I think he, d- he did his job. He did yeah. your job, soldier. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like... Seaman. I feel like Vietnam is kind of like drug abuse is like... It, Kind of normal. Hell yeah. Like, it yeah, grew everywhere over there. But yeah. I feel like marijuana and heroin are like extreme different spectrums. They're like, both slow. Yeah. They're both not, you know, they're <laughs> both kind of slow. Yeah. Guess they'll both kill you, so. At some point or another. <laughs> well, one of them will kill you. Which one? Okay, obviously marijuana brings the butt ghost. What does heroin bring? Uh, <laughs> the urethra demon. There we go. Mm. The the ghost tickle like stick his little ghost tongue and tickled the inside of my urethra. He makes that came weird immediately. That weird white thing that comes out of your wiener <laughs> when you have uh, gonorrhea. <laughs> oh, Leave oh, no. that in there. <laughs> oh, it's staying in, but it's disgusting. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Oh. We'll fast forward through both of these scumbags' earlier crimes. They are disgusting and lead directly into our next scene, where our two heroes meet each other and become fast Mm, friends. I hope they kiss. In 1978, Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris meet while in the California State Prison at San Luis Obispo. Norris was labeled as a mentally disordered sex offender and previously had spent four years in a state-run mental ward. Once released, he immediately raped again and was returned to prison. 
Bideker spent most of his adult life behind bars. As their friendship grew, so did their fantasies of raping and murdering teenage girls. Mm. So, mainly Norris is like the, He's the, the sex offender yeah. one, and Bideker's kind of like... Violent. Go, yeah, it goes along with him. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm, well, that's what, that's what you may think, but mm-hmm. maybe we'll find out. I do know a little bit about this, but I'm going to see if you talk about it All first. Right. All right. After their release from prison, they paired up, transformed Bideker's 1977 GMC van into what they nicknamed Murder Mac, and began their kidnap, torture, and killing spree of young girls. Their methods would become more and more vicious with each captive. I mean, I feel like you'd want to name your van something a little more incognito. (laughs) Than Murder Mac? (laughs) Yeah. You don't think that's a solid, uh, under-the-radar kind of name? Like the pussy wagon and uh, Kill Bill, <laughs> or maybe like the stabbing cabin. Mm. I feel like these old vans had that little dog logo on them. Am I misremembering? Oh, that? like the little like greyhound thing. Well, I'm assuming the Mac is for the the semi and has a little dog, the little oh, dog, right? Oh. Yeah, I feel like these really old full size vans had hmm. that little dog. They on did it. not. Are you sure? Hmm. Yes. Okay. I don't think so either. I don't know. I'm where, do sorry. They get, where do they get Mac from then? Murder Mac. It I just guess. sounds good. I should have been with MAC. Just don't get mm. the K out of there. Maybe they, they liked Big Mac. They, they should have called it like the Sexy Susan. <laughs> yeah. Or the this Lazy is, Susan. This is literally a creepy van that they're doing. Yeah, like, it's a rape murder van. Do you think, van. like, I wonder if that. Legend kind of originated from like from these here? guys. Hey, yeah. maybe seventy seven. It could be. Listen, they do enough murder, and they're just gonna have to like take their guns and shoot holes in the floorboards <laughs> mm-hmm. to drain the blood. Mm-hmm. Speed holes. Mm-hmm. On okay, June twenty, Flanders. Fl- on what? I said okay, Flanders. Oh. <laughs> on June twenty fourth, nineteen seventy nine, in Redondo Beach, Lucinda Cindy Schaefer, a beautiful sixteen year old girl, was walking to her grandmother's house. After attending a church service, the murder Mac pulled up and Norris and Bideker tried to convince her to hop in for a ride to Grandma's. She tried to ignore them, but they weren't having it. She was forced into the van, bound, gagged, and taken to a pre-selected spot in the mountains. In Bideker's written account of the incident, he had this to say. Cindy displayed a magnificent state of self-control and composed acceptance of the conditions of which she had no control. She shed no tears offered no resistance, and expressed no great concern for her safety. I guess she knew what was coming. Oof, this guy is a sick fuck. This next part is going to be fucking rough. Yeah, So, I... get ready. Kind of figured. Oof. At the fire road, the pre-selected spot, Norris raped Schaefer after instructing Bideker to take a walk for about an hour. Upon returning, Bideker similarly raped the girl in Norris's absence. Once it was Norris's turn again, and Schaefer asked him if they intended to kill her when they were done, to which Norris replied, No. In response, Schaefer only asked time to pray if that was their intention. Oof. Schaefer asked for just a quick second to pray, but Norris began to strangle her. After about 45 seconds, he stopped because of a look in her eyes. He ran from the van vomiting. Bideker then took over, manually strangling Schaefer until she collapsed to the ground and began convulsing. He then twisted a coat hanger around her neck with vice grips until Schaefer's convulsion ceased. She was denied her final request. This, uh, this, the vice grip 
strangling. That's the one thing I remember about these guys. Because that is just like... That is so... Over the fucking top? Yeah. Yeah. I could... Can you even imagine that happening to you? No. Like, that's some shit out of fucking Saw or something, dude. The rest of this is going to be bad, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're in the bad part now. (sighs) Slug through it. On July 8th, 1979, the duo went hunting for their second victim and found 18-year-old Andrea Hall hitchhiking on the PCH. With Bittaker hiding in the back, Norris stopped and offered Hall a ride. Within minutes, Bittaker attacked, raped, and took pictures of her bound and in fear. Bittaker then asked why she should be allowed to live. Not liking her answer much, he stabbed her in the ear with an ice pick and strangled her. Mm. Okay, now, what I remember hearing about this particular one is they put the ice pick in her ear, and then they, like, stomped it. Like he Yeah, took this his, one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. like... That is fucked up. And then in the next one, they... well. Okay, let's get through it. This is the next one. Oof. September 3rd, 1979, the idiots pick up their youngest victims from a bus stop at Hermosa Beach. Jackie Gilliam, 15, and Jacqueline Lamp, 13, were kidnapped and taken into their mountain murder hole and raped and tortured for two days. As with Hall, both girls were stabbed in each ear with an ice pick, their small bodies beaten and twisted with vice grips, and then strangled with coat hangers, tightened with pliers. These guys are like, I, I I remember, these guys are just brutal. And then all the pictures of them in court, they're just like laughing and yeah, having they, a good time. They, it's weird how like two of the sickest, <laughs> most deranged people fall on each other somehow. Mm-hmm. It's just, oof. It's like Charles Ng and uh, Leonard Lake. It does kind of remind you of that, it's doesn't like two it? two dudes that are just fucking nuts. Yeah. They just deserve to be uh, skinned alive. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) The killer's last known victim was killed on Halloween night, 1979. Mm. 16-year-old Lynette Ledford was kidnapped and mutilated. The girl was stabbed multiple times with several different knives, all the while Bittaker ripped her flesh apart with pliers. During her torture, her screams and pleas were recorded as Bittaker repeatedly beat the young girl's elbows with a sledgehammer, all the while demanding that she never stop screaming. In the end, they strangled her with a coat hanger. Yeah, this, remember, uh, we were talking about this before we were recording. From what I've heard, if you look deep enough, you can find the recording that they had to play in court of this whole thing. You know what? Yeah, I was going to say, I do not want to hear that. I'm not saying anybody should, because it's horrendous mm. but it's it's the internet it's out there um but Oof. yeah these uh the players torture thing i heard i remember hearing a lot about just so they must be uh what sadist gotta be right like yeah. they can only get off i guess when they can hear people screaming or whatever well, the when, girls. when they hurt people yeah it's uh whew. i remember these guys these two guys are like Really bad. Yeah, this scum is of the earth. one of the worst killers you'll ever hear of. As a really fun goof, the boys decided to leave Ledford's brutalized corpse on the lawn of a suburban home to see the reaction of the media. The hillside strangler had been caught a few days earlier, but authorities were not swayed into identifying him as the killer. Norris started bragging to his old prison pals about his crime spree. One of them tipped off the cops, and the story sounded very much like that of a victim... Shirley Sanders. You see, on September 30th, Shirley managed to escape from two men who used chemical mace, then raped her inside a van. 
Police interviewed her again. This time they brought pictures. Sanders was able to identify the van and Norris and Bideker as her attackers. So they didn't, they did it, but they didn't kill her. They, she got away. Wow. Holy shit. The two were arrested for unrelated crimes, if you can believe it, and held without bail for violating their probations. During one interrogation, Norris began spewing again about the pair's murderous activities, and he pointed the finger solely at Bideker for being the executioner. Norris worked out a deal with the feds in exchange for testimony, as well as showing the police where they hid the bodies. Overall, cops found over 500 pictures of teenage girls, 19 of which were listed as missing. But Norris clammed up and would only tell investigators what happened to five of the 19. So they almost certainly killed a lot more. Has to be. Because why would you have those pictures otherwise? Of missing yeah, girls yeah. that they took. Like, Yeah, why would you have those otherwise? Like, it's, yeah. Bitteker was sentenced to death, and the judge included an extra 199 years in case his death sentence was ever commuted to life. Norris was given 45 to life for his cooperation with the police. Wow. Now, Jesus. there was an update to this story. Okay. In 2009, he was... Uh, rejected for parole for another 10 years, mm. and I don't know when they're going to do it again in 2019, his next parole hearing. So is Bitteker dead, or is he still on death row? That I'm not sure of either. Okay, I, I remember this clearly. No, he was executed. Oh, he was dead? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, you know John Douglas, right? Yeah. Now, he obviously interviews all these serial killers, and I think it's in Mindhunter... He specifically says that Bitteker, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Bitteker, is like the worst person he's ever talked to in his life. Just a shithead. Like out of all the serial killers, yeah. Bitteker is like the sickest one he's ever talked to. Yeah, he's got a shitty mustache and yeah. he just smiles all the time. I mean, he looks like your prototypical like 80s scumbag yep. Yep. basically, but with like helmet hair and everything. I mean, obviously they. He looks like fucking skinny murder face. I is what he looks like. I feel like uh, like. Bitteker was like the sadist, and Norris was kind of like the rapist. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, apparently Bitteker is like the worst person he's ever talked to. That fucker's talked to everybody. Mm. Like every <laughs> every serial killer you can imagine. He's saying this guy is the most fucked up guy he's ever talked to. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, this could have, this definitely could have been an entire giant episode, but. Yeah. I figured for uh, conclusion for our five part yeah. Patreon yeah. miniseries, no, this would be. it's good. A it's good. I mean,. I'm pretty sure if you did a deep dive on these guys, like it's gonna be nothing but just disgusting shit yeah. constantly. It's I already like, got I got some I bad stuff, like, but there was way worse oh, stuff yeah. in there. But oh, I was yeah. like, I don't yeah. even want to read this. No, there, yeah. there's I think you can if you really want, you can look into like the sort of tortures they did with the yeah. pliers. It's horrendous. toolbox killers. Yeah, imagine <laughs> toolbox killers. You can about imagine what they did, but mm -hmm. I just kept thinking about the sledgehammers to the elbows. <laughs> Who thinks of that even? That's a like fucking sadist. It's yeah. like misery shit, yeah. dude. What is that? That's like Kathy Bates shit. God. She hits his fucking feet yeah. with the sledgehammer. What is that, man? I don't know. But uh, yeah, you did a great job. This guy, these two guys are, it's funny, well, it's not really funny, but he had these guys right uh, alongside the uh, who would th uh, the Hillside Stranglers, right? Yeah, they were the right part the partner people, serial killers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, oof. it's weird how that works. <sighs> Fucking bad. Yeah, it's very bad. Thank God, uh, at least one of them's dead. I can't believe Norris is. 
Yeah, yeah how they gave him so yeah for well, how'd I mean you, he did close a lot of yeah how do you crimes li- that he how created. Do you, how do you listen to those tapes in the courtroom and be like, okay, you're you're not getting the death penalty, even though we can hear you on the fucking tape, sir. <sighs> But I guess it is what it is. Maybe they couldn't have convicted the other guy without Norris. Yeah. Who knows? That's what it Who seems know? like. Yeah, probably is. Found all those bodies, pictures, recordings. Yeah. Ugh. These guys are bad. These guys are very bad. Yeah. I'm sorry if uh, you didn't, audience that is, if you didn't <laughs> believe me that that was going to be pretty pretty stupidly <laughs> bad. Yeah. But it was not good. You know what? They probably have Halloween candy to cheer oh, themselves up. Have yourself an almond so, joy and yeah. chill. Ha- have a have a fun size Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm, mm. Definitely. Maybe mm. a Reese's pumpkin. Who knows? <laughs> Email us your favorite candy at bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's yeah. that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. As always, follow us on Twitter at bumblebuttpod and on Facebook and Instagram at bumblebuttpodcast. We also have personal Instagrams. Mine is at bumbleadam. Jordan's is at j.j.fox, and Yuck. Cody's is at Cody Zabub. Mm. The reason why you've all been listening to us for five days straight now is we have launched a Patreon. So right. please, please, if you're feeling good, or if not, honestly, I don't care if you do or not, we're <laughs> still going to make the fucking show. Yep. But if you're feeling like a rad-ass dude with an attitude, mm. give us a little money. Yeah, I mean, the money's going to go into the show, so it's yes. not like you're supporting the show. You're not We got to recoup for money lost already. Yeah, we, uh, this is that. a, this is a money losing endeavor as it, as it stands. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we can recoup for that. I mean, it's like, uh, I'd love, there's a lot of improvements we can do for the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, helping improve the audio quality, maybe get Jordan a decent chair, you a new chair. Um, that I love should my be chair. on. I don't know. You could use a back on there. We should put a picture of my chair on Instagram on Patreon. I think that'll just convince people to I give th- us money. No, yeah, I think we should I, just do a picture of all our chairs and start with Cody's, <laughs> then go to mine, and then go to yours. Hey, you know what? I paid for this chair with my own money, so That's I'm right. sitting in it. Solid own money. And your chair is from probably. Probably 1956. So oh, yeah. easily. Yeah. It's just been reupholstered. That's so, so rad. And Adams was my old computer show that lost its back. I somehow managed to <laughs> lean its back right off. So we need Adam I to get a chair. I remember when that happened. A reinforced back on his chair somehow. Maybe like we'll have to weld iron on the back of it. <laughs> It'll be like an airplane chair. Can't go back. <laughs> oh, perfect! My favorite. I love. I love being crammed into a fucking plane seat. And now it's time for the most important part of the show. At least, if you ask Cody, the iTunes reviews. Okay. Yeah, we actually. I believe since the last time we're recording, we got actually two more um, written ones as well. Yeah. So we're we're yeah. doing good. We've started off y- very y- y- well. Are you fucking joking? Oh, I'm not fucking joking. Yeah. What does that bring our total up to then? Uh 105. Yeah. Oh, so we're good. We're killing it. We're cooking. And uh the fact that we have 102 five stars. That's, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. That is an excellent percentage. That's so. fucking crazy. <laughs> um our first one is by Mac Tapey. It's updated, Death by Champagne approved. On oh. the, very good show. You guys should check them out for Def- sure. Definitely. Um, Get it. 
The guys of Bumblebutt tell a great story, keep us laughing, and we feel like we know them personally. Awesome variety of topics. Follow them on Instagram for the live content you deserve. Update to add, honestly, does any other show put out so much free content and inter- interaction? Great work, y'all. Oh, Thank you very much. Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm actually a fan of their show as well. I Definitely. Th- I think they are Funny. I was gonna say they're they're very funny, and girls. they have cool fucking stickers. They, they have a do. rad logo. I was gonna say that I don't know if it's like their new logo or whatever. Did you see where they uh, someone drew them? I believe it's someone drew them as uh, cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. There, I thought that was like the mm-hmm. coolest fucking thing ever. Oh, I want us as a cartoon character like that. That shit's the ball. three of us. I, I love that show. That's a great show. It's a good show. Uh, our next one's from Emily Beth twenty seven. All in good fun. Love to hear these guys banter and tell stories. Bonus that they reference my other favorites, Murd Up and Creep It Real. Me. Find yeah. them on Insta too. Thanks for the content. So uh, thank you very much. Hell yeah. Thank hey, you yeah. so much. Uh, you know, I think when we first started this podcast, we never really realized like the community that we would join about oh, our podcasters. No. So uh, yeah, it's been amazing actually reaching out to people around the country and whatnot. It's fucking nuts it to is. know people in yeah. different time zones. <laughs> I would have never suspected that would have ever no. happened. Are but, you uh, kidding me? No. But it happens. So, and we're grateful about it. So definitely. Uh, so yeah. Definitely. So fuck it, dude. That's gonna do it for all of us here. That's gonna wrap up Halloween week. Have a spooky, spooky mm. afternoon. And, and evening and, and safe. safe. Hey, walk on the fucking outside of your children, all right? Mm. Don't let your children walk in the street. You walk in the street. You're an adult. Let that little kid walk on inside. Reflective yeah. tape, baby. Put wrap your kid oh, yeah. in reflective tape yeah. and throw Please him across the street. Yeah. Carry a gun with you, maybe. Carry a flare gun, at least. <laughs> yes, a taser. Please. Yeah. If you don't have that, I mean, a knife will do. Carry a blunderbuss. I just Ooh, say, yes. I just say, stay, shoot all the one hundred grand. Stay yeah. in a safe neighborhood. That's like I think number one. Yeah. Go in a neighborhood where you trust. Stay safe. Yeah. Out there, folks. Be careful of the full size candy bars because mm. probably no. Pedophile. But that's the reason you go to the nice mm. neighborhood. Probably a pedophile. Probably pedos. Mm. Their dicks probably in the mm. wrapper. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for the Bumble Podcast this week. My name has been Adam. Thank you very much. And that's going to be Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. That's going to be Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. All right, everybody, have a nice weekend, unless it's Halloween. Please give us money. (laughs) 